Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. You're listening to the Sharks Audio Network. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, we now have joining us on the Sharks Audio Network. It is Jonah Gadjevich, Frechoff, signing a new contract with the San Jose Sharks. Gadge, what's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, happy to be back. Yeah, man, I uh, I was uh, giving you a little less before we sat down here, but uh, the heat wave, man, like you might have the best job in the Bay Area right now when your literal duty for the day is going to go to a building with the best air conditioning anywhere. I mean, that's the whole point of a, of a barn is to keep that ice as ice. So you've got the right gig right now. Yeah, for sure. No, it's hard to leave the rink right now. It's just uh, so <laughs> cool in here. So um, anyways, yeah, no, it's good to be back though. No, man, right on. Well, you know, I, I think last year everybody came to really appreciate your game and saw what you could bring to the ice on a night-to-night basis. Um, you know, you, you played the, you know, 40-some-odd games over the course of the season, probably got a better feel for yourself at the NHL level. How do you feel about your game at this point? I feel good. Um, you know, obviously, being up the whole year last year, you know, I got, I think, 43 games. Um, and just being around the group for the whole year was really, I think, beneficial for me. Um, so going into the summer, there was, you know, I was pretty honest with myself and at the end of the year and, and knew what I had to work on. So I think, uh, coming into this training camp, I'm a better player than I was last year. I identified, you know, some of my weaknesses and I improved on them. So I'm really, really excited to get started and, um, you know, show what I've improved on. Was it hard last year to have the personal accomplishment of, you know, yourself becoming a, a regular player in the NHL while at the same time, the team wasn't doing as well as everybody wanted it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we've got a good group of guys down there and everyone wants to win. So um, I think at times in the season, it can get frustrating if you lose a few in a row. But um, it's just a kind of about sticking together and then finding a way to, to get the wins. But um, like I said, for me personally, I was learning from from the group that we had. I think there's a lot of great players down there. So um yeah you know I was just trying to earn a spot in the lineup every night and I'm going to continue to do that in terms of learning from guys like a veteran like a Nick Benino or a Brent Burns who obviously has moved on from the franchise this offseason uh Logan Couture Eric Carlson did you is it hard to not come across as I don't know maybe young or green when you do want to talk to those guys because you you belong but at the same time you do want to pick their brains because they've played you know so much longer than you have yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's definitely times like they're all, they all make you feel super comfortable. Like they will answer any question you ask, but at the same time, you don't want to kind of seem like a fan and just badgering <laughs> them and stuff. And you got to pick your time to, to talk about it. Maybe not right before we're about to head out for a game, but um, definitely I've, I've talked to, you know, Cogs and Bonesy mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of those guys that have, have been around the league for a long time. And, you know, that's obviously my goal. I want to be in this league for, for as long as them. So, um, you know, whatever way I can get better and whatever way I can learn, I'm, I'm going to try to do that. 
How are you when it comes to receiving constructive criticism? Like, did any of those veterans come up to you and say something at any point? Or is it, is it, are you just used to at this point in your career, people coming up and saying, you need to work on this or you need to do this, that, or the other thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, uh, pretty much all last year, I, I tried to be one of the first guys on the ice and tried to be one of the last guys off the ice. I did a lot of extra work with Mike Ricci and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I started doing, you know, the goalie shooting. I go out early with the goalies and try to work on stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they tell me what to work on. I love, I love getting criticism. I know I'm not perfect. I know that. So for me, it's just about, like I said, identifying the weaknesses and improving on them. And like, you know, that's, that's all I can do. It's got to be hard though, because for so much of your life, it's like you're, you're being catapulted along the hockey, you know, kind of train to the pros. And then you do get to the American league level and the national league level where, you know, even though you're still, obviously you don't get to the NHL by not being one of the best players in the world, but like suddenly I'm sure you you're aware of a lot more deficiencies in your game that you have to work on. Whereas before you were always one of the best players. Whereas now, once you get up to the, to the tippy top, suddenly that, you know, the disparity between what makes a, you know, 40 goal score and somebody who's not scoring 40 goals. I mean, that's, it all gets so much tighter. The little minute things matter that much more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think for me, um, you can look at my, my track record when, you know, my first year in the OHL, I only had, I think four goals and, you know, I was a healthy scratch and, you know, I was just, I, there was a lot of areas in my game where I needed to improve on. And I did that over the course of, you know, the next three or four years, I did that. And I think, you know, the numbers and, and my play showed that. And then when I got to the American league, say the American league, the same thing happened. I, you know, didn't produce offensively as much, you know, I was, in the stands a lot. And, you know, I watched the games. I learned from the older guys. I did extra work with the coaches. And then I started to have success after, you know, doing that repetitively every day. And then now, you know, I'm made it to the NHL level and I'm doing the same thing. I'm just going to keep working on my game. And, and I think that, you know, the progress is going to show that on the ice. How hard is it once you have made that, you know, up to the NHL level and you're capable of playing on a night to night basis, but you only play in 43 of those 82 games were those games where you were not out there. Was it just killing you or did you just have to accept that it was part of the, you know, kind of your, your climb right now? Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, every time, you know, I wasn't in the lineup, I wanted to be, it's, you know, just, I'm a hockey player. I want to be out there playing hockey. I want to be in the battle with all the guys and um, yeah, it's tough. But at the same time, like I said, I try to watch, I try to watch the game closely and then see areas and imagine myself in certain situations and um, try to learn from it. And that's, you know, that's what I can do when I'm up there. It, it would probably be easier to point to your first goal as a moment that was, you know, obviously meaningful to you, but was there something else like a, a big check or a, you know, a stretch pass, something that you did where you said like, yeah, like I, I belong here. This is where I should be playing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think there's just, you know, a few shifts here and there that, you know, maybe like where you feel good, where you hem them in their zone or you're good on the four check or you make Mm -hmm. a good play, like those kind of things kind of, I guess, motivate you like, all right, like give you a bit of confidence. Mm -hmm. I think that's important moving forward as well as just trying to build up the confidence and then trying to do the little things. Right. Did you feel yourself getting more confident over the course of the season or is it kind of goes up one game down a little and there's a little bit more of an ebb and flow? I think it definitely uh, fluctuates a little bit. Um, there's obviously going to be nights where you just aren't making the plays or you have a bad turnover or you lose a battle and it costs you. So, um, you know, I think, 
at that point, it's just about being mentally tough and then trying to work through those basically growing pains. Cause you know, that's all part of the game. It's part of life. You're going to make mistakes, but it's how you bounce back. So um, for me, it's just about learning from it and then trying to have that confidence moving forward. Did you go into the off season with a checklist of things you wanted to work on, or was it more about improving your game overall? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely had a list. I, you know, at my exit interview here um, with management, um, you know, just from talking with them, there was a, the few points that I had to work on that they had mm -hmm. talked talk to me about. So I made a note in my phone and uh, kind of looked at that every now and then throughout the summer. And I knew what the team wanted me to work on. I knew what I wanted to work on. And um, I put in a lot of work this summer. And like I said, I feel, I feel better coming into training camp this year. Yeah. Tell me about that summer. I mean, how long did you stay off your skates? Did you, you know, take a couple of weeks off or were you in the weight room pretty quickly or how, yeah, so, how did that work for you? Yeah. So I, I took about maybe two weeks off from the weight room and then I was right back at it. Uh, I trained six days a week. Um, and then I took about a month off from the ice and then ramped up right into three, three to five times a week from there. So I've uh, definitely put in the hours this year and um, just really excited to be back here and then out with the group again. Yeah, man, it's, it's exciting, obviously. And I would imagine now, you know, the last Sharks game was on April 29th. We're recording this on September 9th. That was a while ago. Like, I, I would imagine you are itching to get back out onto the ice in an NHL game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, at the end of the season, when you go home, it's exciting because you get to see your family, you get to see mm -hmm. your friends again. But, you know, at the same time, it's bittersweet because, you know, obviously you're not in playoffs. But um, like I said, it's every it's nice uh, going home every summer uh, for a little bit. And then, you know, kind of August rolls around and then you just get the itch to like, OK, like I've had enough of this. I've seen everyone. <laughs> everyone's great. Let's get back at us, play some hockey. So I'm at that point now and I'm excited to be back. Now, are you one of the guys that can't watch the Stanley Cup playoffs because you wish you were playing in them so badly, or did you tune in every night? No, I, I tried to watch as much as I could, for sure, because I think, you know, me being a young guy, um, you see how NHL hockey is played at that time of year. It's mm -hmm. harder, it's intense, it's, you know, little things. And and that was one of the things that I talked about with, you know, some people here. They, they told me to watch the NHL playoffs and see – what makes teams successful in playoffs because yeah. obviously that's our goal is to get there. So um, I did, I did watch a lot of the playoffs. Are you still able to watch as a fan? Because like, I know like now I've been working in hockey for, for a while now. And like, it, it's hard, like even during a game, I'm like, I'm not just taking it in. I'm like, Oh, they're having trouble with their zone entries. They're having trouble on their breakouts or they're, you know, they're not doing well on faceoffs or their power. Like you start to compartmentalize, but also there, like, there's the part of you that, you fell in love with the game for a reason. Like everybody is a fan until they're, you know, very few are able to actually become a professional, whatever the sport is. But like you were still a fan when you were eight years old, like you fell in love with the game for a reason. Yeah, for sure. I definitely notice a difference in watching it now. You know, when I was younger, I was just, you're just watching hockey, you're loving it. Mm -hmm. But now when I see it, I'm like, okay, like I see the neutral zone four check. I see the control breakouts. You, you kind of just notice things that, um, that happen in the game that you kind of break down, you know, being a professional. Um, so anyways, yeah, no, it's still, it's still fun. I mean, obviously you see guys make ridiculous plays and it's still super entertaining, but yeah, no, I just, uh, just love the game. So. Do you look at other guys and say, Hey, he has a, a build or skill set similar to mine. I can be influenced or, or 
learn something from a player's game specifically and then try to apply it to your own game? Yeah, I mean, I try to watch like the bigger physical guys and, and see how they are, see their puck placement and, and what they're doing with their, you know, body or their stick. And um, yeah, there's there's a few guys that I try to try to watch closely and then see how they play. It's interesting because I like I would imagine like it's it's probably hard to try and determine who you want to watch because like obviously you probably watch a guy like Kale McCarr, a defenseman, make some stupid move and you're like, yeah, I'd like to incorporate that to my game, but then you have to be like, well, <laughs> like, how realistic is that? It's like not in the it's, toolbox, yeah, yeah, because like once well, that's not even to be like uh, unfair to you, but it's like there's certain guys who have body types to do certain things. I'm sure there's things that you can do that other guys in the NHL can't do. Like it's one thing to be inspired by somebody's play versus being able to actually apply it to your game. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm pretty honest with myself. I don't. Uh, I don't think I'm McCarr or McDavid or anything, but uh, no, it's like, like I said, it's just entertaining to watch those guys and do what they do. And um, like I said, there are obviously the, the kind of guys that play the same role as me. I like to watch what they do and then see how they have success as well. What's your goal for this season? My goal is to, to play here all season, um, make the big squad and then, and have more of an impact this year. I think that I can produce more offensively. I think, that I can uh, be last year, I think I was minus seven or minus nine or something like that. So I definitely want to improve on my defensive side of the game as well. That was a big thing for me. Um, you know, like I said, offensively. And and, and again, I just want to, I want to be that guy that stands up for my teammates. I want to be mm-hmm. right in the mix. If we need something to get going, like I want to be that guy that, you know, the team looks to. So yeah, you know, well- whatever I got to do. I know that, you know, the physicality is something that the new general manager, Mike Greer, has talked about a lot. Was that something that came up, uh, you know, in, in the contract talks? And I mean, I, that's like the weird thing. It's like nobody grows up wanting to be, you know, Wayne Gretzky because of the, the, the process of signing a contract. You know, it's like yeah. you want to be the professional. So, like, was the, were there things that came up in those talks where you were kind of like, yeah, I, like I, I understand what you're asking of me. I understand that you want me to bring that physical aspect to the game on a night-to-night basis. Yeah, well, I think he had made it, they had made it clear, like the team of the direction that they wanted to go in and, you know, the tenacity and the mm-hmm. physicalness and everything that they want, uh, you know, the team to, to have. So um, I think I can bring, bring that skill set to the team and then help out in that way. In terms of preparing now for training camp versus, you know, you've, you've done this before, obviously you had, you know, a couple of years of growth, you've had Vancouver in the past, you had the Sharks last year. How much different is it now, like knowing kind of you've, you've walked that road before and now you're entering a training camp with that much more experience under your belt? Yeah, I, you know, it's nice having the experience, um, but at the same time, I got to come in and make the team like I, I don't have a spot, you know, it's not, it's not my spot. I got to come in and earn it and I know that and um, that's what I came here to do and that's what I worked for all summer. So like I said, I'm excited to be back and I'm, and I'm ready for the challenge. Nice, man. Well, Joe and I appreciate the time. Fun talking to you as always. Have a great training camp. Stay out of the heat. Stay inside the rink as much as you can. Use that AC. Put it to good work, man. We'll talk soon, all right? Sounds good. Thanks. It was nice chatting with you. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.